Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Elaine B., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's date is Friday, June 2nd, and today we're reading from the big book. We're on page 84, paragraph 1, which begins with, are these extravagant promises and ends with, if only we work for them. Today's readers are Robin P., commenting on the text, Carla H., Carly H. on page 164, and Julie E.B. for our backup. And our reading the steps is Zach A. and Karen W. will read the traditions for us. The reference number for yesterday's 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 20315. That's 20315. And the reference number for today's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting for Friday, January 2nd is 20317. That's 20317. DOA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. And I will now ask Zach A to please read the 12 steps of OA. This is Zach A, Recovering Compulsive Overeater in Utah, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening 
as the result of these steps, we've tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thank you very much, Zach A. And I will now ask Karen W. to please read the 12 traditions of OA. Uh, good morning. Thank you, Elaine. This is Karen W., Recovered Compulsive Overeater from Long Island, New York, and here are the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, Every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you very much, Karen W. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery that are described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to unmute your phone. Have a quiet meeting. Everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted using the star one function on your Um, phone, please. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We are on page 84, paragraph one, and I will ask Robin P. to please read that for us. Thank you. Thanks so much for your service, Elaine. I am Robin P. I'm a very grateful, very grateful. I recovered compulsive overeating. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being so Robin, you're breaking up a little bit. Oh, shoot. I am so sorry. Oh, um, we hear you now. We hear you just fine now. Okay. Are these exact promises? We 
sometimes oh quickly, yes sometimes, sometimes it's, it's oh no right. yes you just keep close to the phone we can hear you okay are these extravagant promises we think not they are being fulfilled among us sometimes quickly sometimes slowly they'll always materialize if we work for them i lived these promises i lived these promises every day we go through so many things every day we we traveled through europe for three months 27 cities eight countries and abstinently and we've traveled through costa rica uh, we're about to travel through the u.s uh, looking for a home there for half the year and everything is possible Everything is possible when we turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. I am eternally grateful. That has been my experience. That's my experience, strength, and hope that no matter what, as long as we work these steps and we stay close to the program, we're of service to God and our fellows. We get to live in recovery and we can do anything with God's grace and mercy. And um, I'm eternally grateful to this program and the steps and and my God squad and my and just it's such a blessing. Uh, I was so isolated. I always think that you know, I isolation and illness begin with I and wellness begins with we. And the more we I have, the better I do. So I bless you all with a very blessed abstinence day. Thank you, Elaine. I pass. Thank you very much, Robin P. I'm glad we were able to clear up the phone. That's awesome. So. Although we value everybody's experience, we do ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you haven't commented in the last couple of meetings, excuse me, then please press star one to unmute and let us know if you'd like to comment on page 84, paragraph one. Diane N. from Georgia. Diane N. Bonnie B. Justin B. Julie. Justin B. Julie E. B. Dana. Julie E. B. And Dana. Dana B. Boyd from Texas. Dana B. Okay, and I heard I think a gentleman's voice also. Okay. K in Iowa. K in Iowa. Okay, this is what I have for a lineup, and I'm sorry if I missed you. you can get in the next line. I've got um, Diane N. Bonnie B. Justin B, Julie B, Dana, um, and KL. And I hope I didn't mess up anybody's name. Please let me know. And so we're going to start with Diane and followed by Bonnie B. Hi. Thank you guys for your service this morning. I'm Diane N from Georgia. And I'm so grateful for our lead share, for the lead share on this and for this area, this section, because I've been in the rooms for over since for over 43 years now, been in recovery for about three and a half years. So, you know, I've had a lot of um, chronic, I was a chronic relapser. But when this area, this little X section that we read, when I had my aha moment about four years ago, three and a half years ago, it was this little section that my higher that God just revealed to me that you got to take action. I don't think I, I, I knew this whole section because when I started, we used to read this promises at the close of every meeting. So, you know, I could just say the promises, and I thought I should have them, but I didn't have them. And I and I, I really thought, 
I used to go into the rooms and say, oh, I'm one of those unfortunates. You know how I think it's how it works. It talks about rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. I actually thought I was following the path just by saying that, and I didn't realize there's a part in there that says um, they even the unfortunates can get well if they have the capacity to be honest. So this section, the part that really resonated with me was the, these are extravagant promises. They are for me, but uh, I have to work for them. We can have them if we work. Sometimes, you know, they will always materialize if we work for them. And I finally realized that I wasn't working for them. And I wasn't doing it. I just thought I was going to get them. But once I worked them, it, it, they came true, and I had a, spirit, a spiritual experience or spiritual awakening because mine was of a, uh, was slowly and one day I just realized I I had, you know, the promises were coming true in my life. The weight was coming off. I had um, neutrality around food. All of that as a result of working these steps. And I just wanted to share that because there could be someone in the rooms who's been here for years like I have and wondering why I, I wonder why can't I get this. But I realized that I wasn't working for I wasn't following the directions. I just had to resigned from the debate society, and I was open to the fact that I had never even heard that, um, you know, you work the steps, and then, you you know, I thought maybe you work the steps once and that was it. But once my eyes were open and I was willing to, to follow the directions, I realized that you have to keep working them continuously. You have to live. I had to live in steps 10, 11, and 12. And today it's just a miracle, and I'm just grateful, you know, that I was able to uh, receive that gift of neutrality and because uh, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. So uh, I know that's a cliche, but I think, I mean, I don't know. I just think I received this gift, and I, for that I'm grateful. And I know I have to live in steps 10, 11, and 12 every single day. So yes. thank you guys thank you for much. letting me share, and with that I pass. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much, Diane and. Bonnie B, you're up next, and you'll be followed by Justin B. Please share with us, Bonnie. Thanks, Elaine. Um, good morning, everyone. Bonnie B um, from Minnesota, gratefully recovered for today. So I see present tense um, are being fulfilled, which means present tense, which means I play a part. So God has given me this beautiful spiritual toolkit. He's laid it at my feet, but I play a part. I have to pick it up. Um, and it's a daily thing. And some days, and yesterday was a, was a man, it was an amazing day. I had six, ten steps. I had two things. Um, a mammogram came back, um, um, not the way I would like it, and I need to go into a biopsy. And then we found out with regards to our place in, in Florida that of the $8.5 million that came in, um, it was all taken. So there's nothing left. Um, $100,000 will have to come out of our retirement to fix that place. These are, these are sort of big things, right? But I have a spiritual toolkit. And what is it that's being fulfilled for me today? I get to live in a place of peace and joy. I get to live in a place of acceptance and surrender with regards to everything that um, comes my direction because I serve a God that is not surprised. Um, you know, what I have to offer to people is, is, the fact that instead of looking at things that are eye level, and man, that is what was screaming yesterday, all this eye level stuff. And it certainly feels really real. Um, I get to pivot very quickly. The big book calls it the, the beautiful turnaround. 
And that just means I take my attention off of column one, two, and three, and I go right back to column four. And if I stay in column four, my eyes are once again locked upon my creator, which is, um, you know, my God. And um, I go right back to that place of peace. But I do have to work it. I have to work it. It doesn't happen if I don't work it. And is it ever going to stop as far as life happening? Nope. It's never going to stop because life gets lifey. But I have a program. I have, I, I have tools. I know exactly what to do. And I'm just so gift. I'm so glad that um, I've been given the gift for today. And when I do the work, and I, I immediately turn back and um, turn all things back to my Creator. Um, everything that we talked about in that step nine, all the sentences before that were so beautiful, they do materialize. They do come right back. And again, for me, um, what what is trying to be taken? It's not my money. It's my peace and my joy. That's what they're trying to take. And so I just say, not today. Not today. And because of the program, I can do that. Thanks for letting me share and how blessed we are. Um, I look forward to the rest of the shares. And have a great day, everyone. Thank you very, very much, Bonnie B., Minnesota. Okay, Justin B., you are up next, followed by Julie B. Thank you so much. Hey, this is Justin B., living in the state of Washington and miraculously and gratefully living in the state of recovery and neutrality. What a blessing that is. You know, these extravagant promises, I used to say, uh, yeah, they're pretty extravagant. But I can now say, I know not. Um, I, I I sit here and watch the promises, yes, in my own life, but even more powerfully in the life of those that I work with, that I um, observe, that I walk with in recovery. Um, just seeing these promises come come to pass, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, sometimes it seems overnight and I get jealous. Why is this guy having that promise come to pass so quickly and I still sit and observe a little bit here and a little bit there. Sometimes I get jealous, you know. Another thing that I've recognized in this process in relation to this this paragraph is um, they will always materialize if we work for them. You know, I, I have heard this in the rooms of recovery before about a definition of an addict. Someone who learns something that works for them and then stops doing it. And that is my, <laughs> that's my MO. I learn that, oh, wow, that works well. And I do it one time, 10 times, 100 times, 365 times. And then I say, hmm, I've done it. I don't need to do it anymore. And all of a sudden, I'm back to where I was going, why, is, why are these promises not materializing again? Well, it's because I stopped doing what worked. And I've got to continue working for it. It's a, <clears throat> it's a lifetime process. It's not a one-day it, it's a one day at a time for the rest of my life process. It's not a today process and never do it again. But uh, these are amazing, amazing promises, and the miracles that happen are real. And, uh, yeah, with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Well, thank you very much, Justin B. Julie, Julie B., um, you're up next. And I'm wondering if that was Julie E.B., um, followed by Dana B. Please share with us, Julie. Hi, this is Julie E.B. Hi, this is Julie E.B., gratefully recovered in Colorado Springs. Thank are you. these extravagant? Uh, yeah, are these extravagant promises? We think not. Oh, man. Um, 
what a what an amazing uh, thing to sit in a meeting, hopeless, um, over 125 pounds, over my uh, goal weight, um, and uh, thinking that uh, nothing will straighten my life out, um, feeling shame, feeling despair, feeling hopelessness, and um, to hear these red. Um, as they were um, so routinely in my face-to-face meeting. Um, I think back, and it's so funny that they don't read the promises about um, the promises about not being tempted by the food, but uh, they got me with this one. The whole idea um, that I don't have a food problem, uh, that really I have a um, problem uh, living life, um, that this centers in my mind and that as I learn, uh, as I get a sponsor, go through the 12 steps, put down the food, um, become increasingly willing um, that I could see these pieces. I mean, I've had uh, different parts of my life falling into some pieces um, these last couple weeks. And, um, and I can just go on uh, a meeting, and um, I can hear a family member of mine um, who has 21 days now in a different program say to me, Mom, there's a guy sharing, and um, this guy said he had someone early on that had gone through in, in a program, a different program, and uh, kind of just pointed away and uh, you've done that for me. And be able to do that and stay out of someone's way, not always know the intuitive thought or action, not always knowing how to handle people or money or anything else, but just keep doing these steps day after day. The other thing I want to say is if we work for them, it's not the same thing as if we apply our self-will. This is not about white-knuckling. This is not about gritting my teeth. This is about doing the next action, which usually has to do with connecting to a caring higher power, not the voice in my head that says I'm a piece of crap, um, and which I call my lower power, and not about connecting to people in my life that um, are just um, want me more or less to be the same. Um, it's instead about connecting with recovered fellows, a sponsor, Um, people who take my steps and finding a power greater than me that can restore me to sanity. With all I've been through the last couple weeks, I tried to restore myself to sanity several times. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. I came to believe. Got to be something outside me. Yeah, thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you very much, Julie E.B. Dana P., you are up next, and you'll be followed by K.L. Please share with us, Dana. Good morning. This is Dana B. as in boy from Texas, a recovered compulsive overeater. I think it's great timing that uh, we're talking about are these extravagant promises and all week we went over those promises. What I can say today is these are extravagant for me where I'm at today. And um, I never, ever, ever thought these would be fulfilled for me in my prior years in OA. For me today, I am neutral with food. 
I have a transformed relationship with my dad and my sister, and my dad's in hospice. So um, that relationship with him is positive and caring and loving 99.9% of the days. And then um, with my sister, we're more of support with to ourselves because um, we're going to have to get through this together with our dad <clears throat> in this process of his life. So um, financially, my life is a rubble heap. But with the promises, I do see a way out, and I'm not afraid. I know that there's a way out. I see it. So I'm just taking it one brick at a time, um, removing the rubble. And if um, I know there's abundance, so out there for me. So maybe slowly, maybe quickly, but right now it's, you know, it's a light in my dark tunnel. So um, as far as it's there for us, if we do the work, um, I've added into my already what I thought was a busy schedule. I've added in literally hours of recovery and program. And miraculously, I get even more done in a day by putting the program first. I schedule those hours first and everything else falls around it. Um, a recent example of the promises, um, my common character defect is perfectionism and hypersensitivity to criticism. So I failed to meet a deadline on my job and in the past I would cry, I would be, throw up sick to my stomach, fearing getting fired. Well, I did do miss a, a deadline. That's because of my procrastination. But I gave it to God, and I said, I put myself in this position. I was able to not be in fear and be very present with my customers, not worried about getting fired. I may still get fired. It's been three days, but um, I'm not focused on that today. So um, I'm, I am profoundly amazed at what God has been able to do for me. And with that, I will pass. Thank you so much, Dana B. So we're commenting and sharing on page 84, paragraph one, which begins with, are these extravagant promises? And ends with, if only we work for them. And after KL shares with us, we'll take another lineup. So KL, please share with us. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh, I've appreciated. Well, this is Kay from Iowa. Um, I appreciate so much everything everybody has said has just hit home. Um, I, I Usually things come slowly. I've been around for a long time, and I've had to peel that onion for many, many different issues or uh, struggles that I've had. Um, I'm a very emotional person, which is a wonderful thing. But at the same time, when that tornado of emotion comes, um, you know, too many times I reach for food to sort of calm myself down or numb myself or whatever. And I'm so grateful that after working the steps and having an excellent sponsor that I no longer uh, use food for that sort of thing anymore. And... Um, the other thing is I, I have have experienced miracles, and I think the biggest thing for me was waiting for God's timing, not mine. I was tapping my foot a lot of the time, 
And what I learned to do um, is if things weren't moving fast enough, you know, sort of detach from certain issues. And instead of sitting there tapping my foot, look what's right in front of me and where can I take action that might be more fruitful or the timing and just trying to get more aligned into the in line with the flow of sort of God's plan instead of my plan. And one of the things that comes when I surrender, I appreciate that it's not a white knuckle. And that's, I struggled a lot because I thought if I worked harder, and it's true, we do do the work, um, but it is a, it's a gift of surrender that these things happen. And, and I'm just so grateful for the neutrality, not just for food, but the neutrality of opinions, of gossip, of other people's expectations. I have one higher power. I used to have 200. Anybody's opinion of me, you know, that people pleasing kicked in and I thought, oh, that's wrong. I shouldn't be that way. And where somebody was not uh, upset with me because I said no and that it was okay that I have a right to say no and that I, um, you know, having one higher power and learning more about who I am, that no was the absolute right thing to do because if I would have said yes, it would have been too much or I would have failed and, and, and not been helpful in the end and I would just have felt bad. So um, when I give it to God, God never asks me to do more than I can. And I'm so grateful that I learned that in program. And thank you for having me. Thank That's you all. so much. Hey, Al. Okay. So though we value everybody's experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you would like to comment on page 84, paragraph 1, Please press star one to unmute and give me your name and first initial of your last name. Linnea B. Southern California. I, I heard Renee. Linnea in Southern California. Who is in? Uh, um, Anne M. in Southern California. Anne M. Okay. Press w. Oh boy, I'm sorry. I'm getting names at the same time. Let's try again. Chris W. from Tennessee. I heard Chris W. and somebody else, and, I, and I'm just not getting your name. Judith Who was that again? SP. Judith SP. Yay! <laughs> I gotcha. Okay. Have time for one or two more? Barbara A., California. Barbara A. Rena in New Jersey. Uh, Rena in New Jersey, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and what's the first initial of your last name, Rena? I only go by Rena in New Jersey at all my programs. Okay, Rena. Thank you very much. Okay, awesome. So we'll start with um, Lania A, and she'll be followed by Ann M. So please share with us, Lania. Hi, good morning. My name is Lania, and I'm calling from Minnesota, recovered compulsive reader. So happy to be on the line with you. Um, I haven't really been able to share for, oh, about six weeks due to work. So really thrilled to be here for this reading and I'm struck with you know that this was a book of their experiences you know they left out what didn't work it's not theoretical um this is is what worked for them and what they experienced and so for me then that means that I can trust it and um which doesn't come easy so but I can trust what they said and so they're you know here they say you know are these extravagant promises 
We think not. Okay, I believe you. We think not. You know, and that they are being fulfilled among us. You know, and that they will always materialize. To me, that is a beautiful promise, that they will always materialize. And so, and obviously, you know, hey, I'm in the program. I'm just, you know, I'm doing this work. You know, it's not a theoretical exercise, like I said. But anyway, but so for me, this is the stuff that keeps me coming back. Because what they outlined as the um, promises, those are, you know, the problem for me centers in my mind. And those are the things that I used as alibis and excuses and impetuses to turn to food. You know, my relationships with my family, the people that I loved, how I felt about how you feel about me, how I think you feel about me. I mean, just all kinds of made-up stories in my mind. Um, You know, and that thing about how do I handle a situation? No clues. And what about fear? Oh, just an evil and corroding thread in the fabric of my existence is shot through with it and, you know, precipitates shame. And I mean, just, you know, that's 150 pounds, you know, of weight on my body. Um, All of that stuff. And yet, and it's telling me that absolutely these will come true for you, Renan. And they, many of them have. Um, I'm very, very grateful to uh, this program and to be abstinent today. I love you, and I will pass. Thank you very much, Linnea B. Okay, NM, you are up next, followed by Chris W. Thank you. This is Anna in Southern California. Thank you, everybody, for your service and I call into this meeting, you know, so I can hear how these promises are coming true in the lives of, of all of you. And um, there have been times when I've called in and been re- recovered, and I've not been there. I've been lately in the food, and I was in such misery yesterday, and I started calling people from this fellowship, and got somebody on the line who just, and it was beautiful because she said, it's so selfish to be in the food. And it was so great because the way she said it, I didn't hear it as a criticism. I don't think she meant it that way. I didn't take it that way. It was just true. Like that's what happens when I'm in the food. And then that was such a breakthrough. Like, and she said, you know, as it says in the reading today, you have to work for them. Like, you know, be willing to go to any length to make as many calls as you need to. And so I started to do that. And in the evening, I was uh, going to have dinner, and then there was no way it was going to be abstinent. But I had luckily been practicing the 11th step. I wasn't willing, I guess, after all my calls earlier to make another call. And I, I heard this spiritual advice, which was don't fight the addiction. You cannot fight the darkness. It's too strong. Turn up the light. And I don't even know what it was in that that gave me freedom. But it was like this light just cast over everything. And uh, I was relieved of those um cravings and I had a you know a clean meal and I'm on this journey now where for the next 21 days I'm getting up at 4 30 in the morning every day and going to bed early it's for medical reasons and it gives me a lot of time to pray so you'll be hearing from me 
thank you for letting me share. Oh, thank you very much, Anne M. Chris W., you're up next, followed by Judith F.P. Please share with us, Chris. Hi, this is Chris W., Chris with a K from Nashville, Tennessee. And I love this reading about the promises. I really miss meetings that we used to always say the promises on every um, meeting, but not that I actually had any of the promises, but they are really starting to materialize um, now. And I still see that I can be fearful of people and their opinions of me at times or um, maybe elevate someone to a higher rank than me just out of feeling insecure and things like that. But I, I feel so blessed to be a part of this process that we really can have brand new ways of thinking of things and have our whole concept, concept of life be different. And I'm just so um, excited to work through these steps with another sponsor's voice. And I've had several sponsors and they've all been awesome. And um, yet I've just had to try out different things and um, do different ways of doing the steps and, and letting go of my old way of thinking. And it's just, it's beautiful. So I just wanted to share a little bit. Thank you. Thank you very much, Chris W. Uh, Judith SP, you are up next, and you'll be followed by Barbara A. Hi, everyone. My name is Judith SP from Maryland. Thank you for your read uh, in chairing the meeting and for everyone to being here. Um, I am so, so grateful in this very moment. I've been uh, abstinent and recovered over two years been in the rooms, but kind of took it as a social club. Um, The bottom line is I was going to relapse today. Uh, I got up and one thing after another was heavy, heavy, heavy on my chest. And it was like I was drowning. And I hope I have time. Uh, Briefly, a man's drowning and uh, the lifeguard comes, swims out and he says, no, 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 I'm waiting for God. And then uh, he keeps drowning. He's going under more. And the speedboat, the rescue speedboat comes and he says, no, 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 I'm waiting for God. And then finally the helicopter comes, the ladder comes down and said, come on, so you're going to, this is going to be it for you. He says, no, 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 I'm waiting for God. He dies. He goes to heaven or wherever that wonderful, maybe there's a better place than earth. I don't know. And then he says to God, God, what happened? I was waiting for you, and I died. He said, I brought you all the help I could give you, and you pushed everyone away. And I need to let you know right now, if you're in relapse, if you're new, trust God. I have not been trusting God. I've been doing a half-blank job about it. And today I realize that's my Savior. That's my place. God will do for me what I can't do, but God will ask me to do what he knows I can do. And those are where the promises come in. I need to be honest, humble, 
and grateful for all that I'm given. So with that, I pass, and thank you all for being here today. You saved my life. I pass. Thank you very much, Judith S.P. Okay, Barbara A., you are up next, followed by Rena. Good morning. Uh, thank you for your service. So grateful for the meeting. Extravagant promises, yes, but they will always materialize if we work for them. Been in the program a long time. Never worked for them. Always expected them. They didn't happen. Why? Because I wasn't working for them. I wasn't surrendering. I was doing things my way. And we've all heard this over and over in the meetings. Trust, surrender, faith, honesty. I'm so grateful to work this program the way I work it today because I have recovery. Didn't have recovery before. Never worked the program like I'm working it today. For me, I need a meeting every day. I need connection every day. For me, I need to talk to somebody other than myself about program or about what's going on in my life every day. Can't isolate. That's where I was for so many years, isolating, alone, eating, alone, handling my issues alone. I've been married 40 years. Didn't even bring my husband into the situation. My family, a very large, loving family. But no, I was doing it all by myself. For today, I'm so grateful that I can review my day. And I know we're not there yet in the book, but step 11, every day I review my day. Was I resentful? Was I angry? Was I dishonest? Was I selfish? Do I owe an apology? These, that step for me, and I, I, I'm sorry I keep talking about it. We haven't even gotten there yet, but the, the promises have materialized. I have worked the steps. And I didn't do it for so long. And I just, I'm the same way. I want people to know that if this isn't working for you, just keep working the steps. Surrender. Honesty. Look for that person who's going to tell you what you want to hear. Be willing. Thank you for letting me share today. Thank you for being here every day and and having this meeting. And. we're ready to jump into step 10, and I'm excited, excited for everybody who's going to be able to hear this message. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Barbara A. Rena is up next, and then we will have time for one or two more shares on page 84, paragraph one. Please share with us, Rena. Thank you for your service. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. You sound great. Great. Thank you so much. I am extremely grateful for the promises. I remember when I came, my first uh, 12-step meeting was uh, July 19, July 13th, 2019. And um, I remember the first, there's not a lot of meetings for all my fellowships near where I am. So I went to an open AA meeting and that's where I first heard the promises being read. And I'm flipping through the book. I'm like, I don't see it a chapter called The Promises. Where is everybody reading from? And they said, it's not a chapter. Go to page, you know, 86. So I I, I, I look back fondly on that day because I'm like, how can people put something like that in a book and give people that kind of hope? 
But at the same time, I was so hungry for that hope. And I'm like, okay, well, God, if if these promises can really be true, how can they be true for me? So I had a high degree of desperation and thank God for that desperation because it led me to do whatever I was suggested to do in, in all my programs. Currently on step six in OA, very grateful to be here, very grateful to put a fine point on my health recovery in this program. I'm grateful that I did the work necessary to get stability and to get neutrality and and an excellent recovery in my other programs, which made it possible for now to me, made it possible for me to now focus on my health recovery. Um, the actions for me that I'm responsible for is, you know, um, making a spending plan, tracking what my husband and I are spending every day, um, a spending plan for our personal finances and a spending plan for the business. Um, you know, am I talking to people? Am I talking to God? Am I getting enough rest? Am I getting my daily exercise? Um, those are things I can do. And at first, it was extremely difficult. It felt overwhelming. Sometimes I felt resentful at having to do so much. And I'm like, but God, you're all powerful. Why don't you just make it happen? Like, why do I have to do all of this? Um, but then when I started getting relief, I started to see the value of me putting in the work and me putting in the work makes me appreciate God more instead of taking God for granted, instead of treating God like some genie. And um, currently in step six in OA, I'm looking at all parts of my life, including other fellowships, where I, where I have more work that I can do. Like what else, how can I refine my recovery, my willingness overall? So that's led me to take some additional actions uh, that are outside the scope of OA, but it's within the scope of my recovery. It's within the scope of me surrendering to God, of coming clean, of being honest, of um, looking at where I was not honest and where I was self-seeking. And um, reminder. Thank you for thank you for the time, Pat. Thank you very much. We have time for one two-minute share. Our six-time mute if you haven't shared in the last couple of days. Alex K. Go for it, Alex. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Alex K. in California, compulsive eater, recovered just for today. Thanks for being here. There are a lot of conditional promises in the big book, and there's one here. They will always materialize if we work for them. And that tells me, and there are a lot of promises like that where it says something will happen if I do a certain thing, and it's saying this promise will come true if I do my footwork. I need to be an active participant in my recovery. I can only recover if I do my part, and I can only do my part if I have the help of my higher power, my fellows. And for me, the promises don't come all at once, but little by little, kind of like little spiritual awakenings all along the way. The longer I'm in recovery, the more miracles and transformation I experience and the better my life gets, the more I become what my higher power wants for me. And um, as wonderful a gift as food neutrality is, it's just the beginning. So many more wonderful things that happen thanks to this program. Lots of growth and healing that continues every day. So grateful. Thanks, everyone.
Thank you so much, Alex Kay. Appreciate your final share for today. And we're now going to close the meeting by reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Carly H. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only through Keep You Until Then. Hi, this is Carly H., gratefully recovered from compulsive overeating. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.